You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Welcome to Episode 5, The Gift of Joy, Part 1. I don't know if you've noticed it, but it seems to me there's an awful lot of talk about joy this time of year. December, the Christmas season, the Christmas carols. It's even gotten into marketing, the joy of this, the joy of that. It seems we all want joy. But for all the talk, where do we see joy and how do we get it? More joy in our life. More joy in our relationships. In this episode and the next, I want to talk about joy as a gift we can give ourselves. We can give this gift to ourselves not by manufacturing it, but instead by stepping outside of ourselves and entering into the joy other people are experiencing. People in the midst of joy are almost always willing to share it because there is plenty of it to go around. It's not a zero-sum game where if I share some of my joy with you, it decreases the amount left over for me. It's just the opposite, in fact. The more you share in my joy, the more my joy multiplies. I've heard people say, I need more joy in my life, followed by speculating what they can do to experience it. Joy is not something to go looking for. Joy is something you wait to come to you. Because the harder we work at finding joy, the less likely we will experience it. To make it easier for joy to find us, we need to have an open and receptive heart to the joy happening all around us. Joy that doesn't involve us. But that's difficult for some of us when we see others experiencing the joy we lack. A number of years ago, a missionary couple came to see Janet and me for debriefing of their last term of service in a Latin American country. One of the issues that came up was the disease of envy that had infected their team. It seems that one year in December, the parents of our missionary friends unexpectedly and generously bought plane tickets so this couple and their children could fly back home to the States to spend Christmas with family. The teammates responded in one form or another with, Oh, it must be nice. Rather than sharing in the joy of this unexpected blessing, people chose to turn inward and focus on the absence of this blessing in their life. A more virtuous response would have been to think, yeah, I wish someone would buy plane tickets for me, but no one is, so the next best thing I can do is share in the joy of my friends. I'm not a victim here. I can actually be happy for them. I can fill in for them and take over some of their responsibilities while they're gone so they can enjoy their time away and not think about what is happening back here. I can experience vicariously the joy of their anticipation of this wonderful gift they have received. And in doing so, I give myself the gift of joy by sharing in their joy. Because someday, my turn may come. But while I'm waiting, 
I'll be an active participant in their joy now. This is something I talked about in episode 4, The Gift of Even Though, when I spoke about my friend Vern. He could not have children of his own, though he wanted them very much. But it didn't stop him from experiencing the joy of our child, our daughter Jennifer. So rather than turning inward with envy, Vern shared in my joy. Whenever we turn inward, joy will not find us. Envy and joy are like oil and water. They just don't mix. For joy to find us, it helps to be keen observers of the human condition, to be on the lookout for what is happening in relationships all around us. For when we notice what is happening to other people, we'll see both sorrow and happiness. We'll see boredom and energy. We'll see remarkable kindness and unspeakable horror. And every now and then, sometimes when we least expect it, joy will find us and call us over to take a look at something good that's happening. I have a story to share about how joy found me recently. While scanning through Facebook the night of November 26, 2018, something popped up on my screen that I wasn't looking for. It was a video clip of the landing that afternoon of the spacecraft InSight on Mars that had just completed the journey it started on May 6th, six and a half months ago. The video showed the control room of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, with what seemed like a hundred scientists dressed in matching company-issue burgundy shirts. Tension was written all over their faces. The success or failure of this $814 million project, years in the making, would be known in just a few minutes. As the spacecraft descended into the atmosphere of Mars at 12,300 miles per hour, everyone in the room wondered, would it survive the intense heat? Would it perform autonomously the dozens of operations it needed to successfully complete in order to land? Could it slow down in the six and a half minutes descent from 12,300 miles per hour to land on the surface of Mars at just five miles per hour? There's complete silence in the control room except for the woman scientist in charge of announcing the descent through the 80 miles of Mars atmosphere. 2,000 meters, 600 meters, 400 meters, 200 meters, 80 meters, 60 meters, 30 meters, 17 meters, standing by for touchdown. Then silence, complete silence, for a longer than I can stand it period of quiet. Then it happened. At exactly 2.52 and 59 seconds p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the joyous words, touchdown confirmed. The control room exploded with joy. The cheers go up. High fives are exchanged. Old scientists hugging millennial scientists. Men and women together. Hugs all the way around. Tears of joy drip down their faces. And mine, too. It was pure joy. As I watched this YouTube video, I couldn't help but think that God was enjoying this moment of joy too. Much like a dad watching his toddler in her early days of walking, letting go of the chair in the living room to take the risky journey across the floor 
without a support to lean on. I imagine God thinking to himself, just look at what they did, that human race of mine. I gave them numbers many centuries ago, and they took those numbers and put them together in remarkable ways to create something out of nothing. And that something showed them how to get to something I created out of nothing, my planet Mars. I am so proud of them for using what I gave them to explore even more what I've created. One of my favorite authors is Anne Lamont, and she describes things like this as God showing off. Showing off in the best sense of the word. He's God showing off the magnificence of Mars. At the same time, he's showing off the ingenuity of man to take numbers and use them to send a spacecraft traveling six months into space, knowing exactly where it was going, exactly where it would land, and exactly what time it would land. That was a Monday afternoon like no other. Yet by the Tuesday evening news, the event was forgotten by the rest of the world. It just vanished. That's how it is with joy. It quickly leaves us, like a hummingbird after feeding off the nectar of a flowering plant in our backyard. But then, when we least expect it, another moment of joy appears, and we savor it and hold on to it as best we can, making a deposit in our memory bank. What brought me joy that Monday evening was watching the scientists in the control room and how they all jumped up and erupted in euphoria when the words came over their sound system, touchdown confirmed. My joy came from watching them and thinking about them and what they must be going through. I wasn't looking for joy. It just popped up on a Facebook feed. It called me over and said, Hey, take a look at this. You're going to love it. And I did. All of this leads to the main takeaway from today's episode, our show summary in a sentence, and it's this. We can transform our relationships when we join in the joy others are experiencing, even when their joy has nothing to do with us. It's a great gift we can give ourselves. Well, how can we respond to this? We can respond by trying less to manufacture our own joy, but instead look around for the joy others are already experiencing, and then step out of our world for a time in order to enter their world so we can share in their joy. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, I would appreciate you sharing this with a friend and even going over to iTunes and giving us a review. That would be most appreciated. I've also linked the YouTube video that I mentioned about the landing of the spacecraft insight. You'll find that at the, uh, at the bottom here with uh, our show notes. In next week's episode, we'll look at part two of The Gift of Joy. It's an episode a few days before Christmas that brings together both atheists and people of faith on something they can agree on. I think you'll enjoy it. And now to conclude with our quote of the week. Real joy never originates from within. It must come from without. Searching for joy within you is like searching for the ocean within a droplet of water. And that comes to us from Mel Lorenz in his book, Christmas Joy. Thank you for listening. Look forward to getting back together with you next week.